Hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of A Call to Leadership. I'm Dr. Nate Saul, your host, and I'm so glad you are here, especially today as we talk about one aspect of your leadership journey you cannot do without, one aspect of your leadership journey. If you do not have, you will not finish strong. You may not even finish at all. It's the one aspect that can plague a leader because they feel defeated. They feel as though they cannot continue on. They are discouraged and distracted. They check out. They have a sense of meaningless. They are miserable. They disengage. They burn out. It's called perseverance. It's called grit. It's called resilience. And it is against the grain of feeling as though I need to be more intelligent or I need to have more talent to be successful. Those are important, but they are not the highest predictor of success. In fact, perseverance is more likely that you will achieve long-term success if you have high levels of perseverance. You might say, Nate, that sounds pretty obvious, but is it? Do we focus on perseverance as a central day in, day out? that I am going to muster the resilience necessary so that I can achieve what I desire. Think about it. There are aspects of our day that are stress-ridden, depression-ridden, lack of satisfaction-ridden. Perseverance will more likely experience lower levels of stress, of depression, increased levels of satisfaction. In fact, the Harvard Business Review said this, One of the key traits of successful entrepreneurs is their ability to persevere in the face of failure. Many business leaders who have achieved great success have experienced many, many, many failures before eventually achieving their breakthroughs. I've talked about them on this show. talked about Milton Hershey, Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, many, many others, demonstrating the significant impact perseverance can have on the various aspects of our lives, including our success, our academic achievement, our mental well-being, our endeavors. We're going to talk about that. We want you, I want you to enhance your chances of reaching your goals. Ultimately, I want you to lead a fulfilling, successful life, one that serves well as the highest call of leadership. We're going to do this right now. We're going to go through these aspects of perseverance that you, I believe, are going to gain insight and knowledge from. We're going to leave this time together with you growing. In fact, it's not just you. It's all of us. I'll grow too. I love the way Vince Lombardi put it. The difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather a lack in will. Winston Churchill said this, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Walter Elliott said this, perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after the other. So what is perseverance? Where does it start? Well, perseverance doesn't start with us mustering the strength. First, we have to understand what it is. Perseverance is not a anecdotal ideology. It helps us to understand how we can move forward. First thing we have to do in order to ever persevere is understand how we first can believe in the ability to overcome challenges and achieve our goals. The very first thing we must do is believe. If I do not have belief, if I don't have an inner confidence that I'm going to achieve, that I'm going to realize this, I'm already done. I've already lost. I have to believe that one way or another, through faith, through hope, through strategy, through action, that I will achieve. 
Before I even begin to set meaningful and clear goals, I have to believe that it's even possible. So many times I've seen others, including myself, the I can't mentality is an immediate disqualification. I see people, you've already made the choice. If you say I can't, the choice has already been made. Forget it. Go do something else. That doesn't mean that you have to do it alone. I can't do many things by myself. Yes, that's true. But when you say I can't, what you're really saying is I can't think of a way. I can't think of who can help me. I can't move another day in this direction until more resources open up, until contexts converge. I can't means I won't. You have to make a decision. Eliminate I can't from the vocabulary. Begin to say I can't. It's possible. Because when we begin to say it's possible, we are developing something that is extremely important at the very foundation of perseverance, and that's our mindset of growth and of abundance. Persistent people believe their abilities can be developed through dedication, through hard work, through discipline. Failures are opportunities for growth and learning. They're not setbacks in ways that debilitate us. They help us to regroup sometimes. So my mindset must be, your mindset must be abundance, not futility. What can be, not what can't be. Now, there is a place for what cannot be in a certain context, reality. Yes. That doesn't mean that it's over. See, because that's just the finite game. We've got to play the infinite game. You know, the finite game is the short game. I only think about today, tomorrow, maybe this week. The infinite game is I'm thinking out into the long run. Eternal game. That's the game Jesus was playing. He's playing the eternal game. That's the game. And I say game, but I don't mean necessarily it is a game. But that is where we are looking in the long run. Because if I'm looking in the long run with my mindset of not futility, but growth, then sometimes what I think today is going to be an issue tomorrow or the next week is not. Think about a problem you had five years ago that maybe was a big deal at the time, right? Are you sweating that right now? You say, Nate, I'm the one person in the room that's sweating it. Okay. Most of us aren't. Like I can't remember very vaguely what I was stressed and salty about five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Like when I was a teenager, when I was new in business, man, I had some rough days. I mean, rough days, like ulcerating days, but I didn't hold on to that. Today, 10, 20, 30 years later, like it's a distant memory. Now, if I'm playing the long game, if I'm thinking, okay, Nate, the Nate, you in another 20 years, what I'm sweating right now, just recently, I'm just going to be really candid with you. Even this podcast episode, I was having some problems with my tech. My laptop wasn't hooked up and things weren't going right. Right, I was starting to feel that discouragement. And then I'm like, wait a minute, you're recording an episode on perseverance and resilience. Hello. Are you really going to remember this laptop not firing up in five years, in five days? So I'm going to say in five minutes, move on. It's a mindset. It's not futile. If I want to be resilient, if I want to have persistence, I must take dominion over my thoughts. I must hold them captive and not give power over to the enemy, the adversary, the one who gets between your purpose, your direction, your destiny. You cannot allow that. And if you have been, today's the day. Today is the day to draw a line in the sand and say, no more. I will not allow my 
thoughts to be held in bondage to negativity, to defeat, to death. Allow your dreams, your hopes, the realities to flourish. What can be, not what can't be. This is the first domain of perseverance. If you cannot live in that domain, you will not persevere. But if you are, if you're ready to live in that domain, to say, I have power over my thoughts, over my words, over my motivation, over my behavior, over my social environment. What do we call that? In the scientific world, in the psychological world, we call that self-efficacy. You might have heard that. We also use some terminology called locus of control. It's a belief, friend. It simply means if I believe that the control of those aspects of life are not given up, but maintained, what does that affect? It affects my effort. You see, it affects your effort. Your effort is controlled. It is controlled by your mind. And so, it's also related to my perceived satisfaction based on a reward after I perform. This is right out of Victor Vroom's playbook back in the uh, late 50s and early 60s called the expectancy theory. You're getting all kinds of goodies today. So, what does that mean? That means this. My effort, my expectation will inform my level of effort. My level of effort will then inform, produce my what? My performance leads to a certain result, which leads to a reward, which leads to what? Satisfaction. So, if I believe that I cannot control those things and I believe that I will not, I cannot, then that impacts my effort. So, simply by belief, the power of belief will impact my outcomes, which will impact my reward, which will impact just how satisfied I am. Develop a growth mindset. Believe your abilities can be developed through dedication, through hard work. There's no substitute for hard work. If you're listening and you want to take the shortcut, there's no substitute. Yeah, you say you're a Gen Xer. That's your thing, right? Hard work. There's just no substitute for it. I'm sorry if you think there is, but there's not. You say, well, you know what, Nate? I know people who don't work hard at all. In other words, they have very little effort, right? What's the output? You say, Nate, they have servants and they have people who work for them. Oh, really? Somebody put the effort for them to have that. Somebody is putting forth effort. Servants are putting forth effort. Somebody is. But to get the output, effort must happen. You say, I have AI. AI puts forth the effort. All right. There's no shortcuts. There must be effort. There must be hard work. I don't want to be that slouch. I don't want to be that person who does not dedicate and work hard. That might not be you. But I I got a good feeling it is. Dedication, hard work, it's useless unless you set clear and meaningful goals of what to pursue with that dedication and hard work. This is number two. You want to be persistent? Persistent individuals have clarity of vision. If you haven't heard me talk about vision, I talk about it about four or five, every four or five episodes. It's essential. I wrote an entire dissertation on vision, almost 500 pages. It's the central aspect of leadership because vision and clarity of vision is power. We have to know what we want to achieve. If you want to persist, you have to know what you want to achieve. If you don't know what you want to achieve, that persistence is useless. You will not be able to persist. You will fade away because you can't see the end. You can't see the goal. You don't have a clear grasp of what is most important. What is the highest priority? What is the purpose? People check out on life when they don't have purpose, when they can't see a vision of a better future that is compelling to them. Sadly, tragically, people completely check out of life. Sometimes they take their own lives. Sometimes they take the lives of others because they can't see meaning in this life. They cannot 
even fathom persistence, resilience. It's meaningless. You must have clear and meaningful goals. You have to know what you want to achieve. They just can't be anything. I love the smart approach. I love the specific. Make sure that it's it's specific. It's clear. It's not general, but it's dialed in. Something you can focus on. Make sure it's something that's measurable, right? Because what you can't measure, you can't manage. You have to be able to measure it and say, okay, well, by this day, I love it when someone asked me, I had a, a recent uh, potential hire and I had some homework for this potential hire to fill out some paperwork. This individual said, when do you need this by? I need it by tomorrow. It's measurable. Now I got a measurable. I said, by end of day tomorrow, I got it today. Must be achievable. To persist in the most difficult times, I get that. We're going to talk about that. You have to believe that you can achieve. Now, you might have clear vision of what you want to achieve. Maybe it's something that's achievable and it's not even achievable in your lifetime. Think about colonizing Mars, right? Elon Musk. That may not be achievable in his lifetime, but it's still a vision that can then be handed off to others who will persist. So what are we at? We had S-M-A, the R. The R stands for relevant. It must be relevant. It has to be important. How do we know it's relevant? I love this way to to describe what's relevant. Number one, do I hear it? Do I hear the message? Can I see it? Right? Do I understand it? The second part of being relevant. Do I hear it? Do I understand it? Do I understand why, in other words? And the third part of relevance, does it cause action? Does it move me? You see, to be relevant, you must hear it, you must understand it, and it must cause you to take action. Otherwise, it's not relevant. It's the big so what question. So what? That's it. That's what relevance is. It's asking the question, what does it matter? Because the relevance of your clear and meaningful goals will determine your level of effort and, of course, your level of perseverance when you are flat on your face on the ground. You might be there now. I know I've been there. It's a tough place to be. It's a position of pain, by the way. I really believe it's the position of two pains. On the one hand, you have the pain of giving up and there's pain in giving up. There's pain in defeat. On the other hand, there's the pain in getting up. Sometimes it hurts to get back up. And you have to decide, you have to choose which pain is less bearable. And for me, the pain of getting back up is less bearable than the pain of giving up. So I get back up. You too must get back up. Is it relevant enough? Is it worth it? Does it matter? Is it a worthy cause? T, time bound. I think I kind of already covered this with the measurable. I guess measurable and time bound have some similarities. Someday doesn't work. Some time doesn't work. I had a, my uncle once, I asked him to take me to this mini golf. We, we drove by it every day. And he said, someday I'll take you there. Someday, someday, someday. I said, uncle, please take me. It never happened because the mini golf place uh, ended up shutting down. Someday may never come. Today is the day. Make the decision today. Today is the day to get direction, to get motivation. What does that mean? That means that this is the third part. I must take consistent action. Here's what persistent individuals do. They are consistent in the actions they take toward their goals, even when faced with monumental obstacles and setbacks. Here's why. You can be motivated. Motivation's good. But here's the thing about motivation. Sometimes I don't feel motivated. Are there days when you don't feel motivated? I don't know if you're what part of the country you're in, but here in the Midwest, it gets pretty cold in the wintertime, at least for us. It gets, you know, zero Fahrenheit. And I don't really feel motivated to take my dog for a walk when it's freezing cold. It's kind of nice to just stay under the covers where it's warm. I don't feel motivated. 
But when motivation isn't there, I must lean on and maintain my discipline. You see, friend, discipline kicks in when motivation is not available. You must be disciplined. What does to be disciplined means? Well, a discipline is a way. What is my way? My way is adhering to the routine, the schedule that keeps me on track. Why? Because the cause is worthy. That's why I must set clear and meaningful goals. That's why I must have a flourishing mindset rather than a floundering and failing mindset. No futility here. The actions will consistently move me, propel me forward. And by the way, take heart in the victory you have in the day. When you're dedicated and you accomplish even a small victory, it builds courage. Small victories build courage. Be thankful in that. Be grateful in that. Walk in appreciation and gratitude. Yes, even the smallest victory. So if you're trying to maybe take off five pounds, you take off a half a pound, you take off a quarter pound, it's a small victory. You don't reach into that cupboard at 10 o'clock at night and start binge eating one night. Guess what? That's a small victory. Maybe it's nine o'clock the next night. Maybe it's eight o'clock the next night. Maybe it's seven o'clock the next night. It's progress, friend. And so when we can progress, that is the most important aspect of leadership is progress. People want to progress. When people don't progress, guess what happens? Burnout. You ever wonder why people burn out? It's because they don't see any path to progress. They're done progressing. You have to create environments where people continue to progress in your workplace, in your family, in your home. Give them opportunities to continue to master and grow with discipline, with routine. Help people, help others to learn to persevere themselves. The next one, focus. Focus and adaptation. Persistent individuals maintain focus on their goals. I talk about them on the show a lot. The focus you have today is saying this, I will not be distracted. I see my goals. I avoid the distractions because what do they do? They can hinder my progress. They take me off my game. But at the same time, I know I need to be flexible. I know sometimes I need to adjust my strategies or my tactics when necessary. I need to call an audible. Sometimes at the path I'm going, perhaps there is a problem with that path and I need to make a turn. Sometimes I have to make a turn. That doesn't mean that I've lost focus. That doesn't mean that I've lost sight of my vision. It just means that I got to take a different way to get there. Sometimes the road's closed. Sometimes it's under construction. Sometimes there's a river. I got to find a bridge. Be pliable. Know that uh, there are many, many, many ways to get to the same destination, but be consistent in the actions moving toward my goals with that focus and the flexibility. Because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to face adversity. You're going to face adversity. You already have. And people who don't have persistence, they give up easily. They throw their arms up and they say, oh, what was me? Oh, I shouldn't have done this. Oh, life stinks and everything bad happens to me. Hear people say that? I've said that. But perseverance in the face of adversity is saying this, I know that I'm going to face obstacles. I know I'm going to face setbacks. I know I'm going to face failures. I just have to find a way to overcome. I love what Travis says. I mean, he taught me this 13, 14 years ago. If you heard him on the show, Travis Revelle, I love what he says. He says, adapt and overcome. I held on to that one. Keep moving forward. Overcome challenges. That's the model, right? Look, today I was uh, at the office and computer went out, lights went off, 
we had a power outage. I had a Zoom call. I was with a client. Everything was messed up. Turned the computer back on. Then I had to update. Couldn't get my printer to work. Couldn't log back on on the server. And you know, I told my client, if this is the worst thing that's going to happen today, it's a good day. You see, I expect adversity. I expect obstacles. I expect setbacks. I expect failures. Why is it important to expect that? Because it will help me persevere in the face of adversity because I'm not blindsided by it. Now, will there be adversity from time to time that I am blindsided by because I didn't expect it? Yes. But again, what are we playing? We're playing the infinite game. Will this adversity matter in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years when I'm on my deathbed? Likely not. Sure. There may be some. But the overwhelming majority of aspects of adversity will not. So my persistent mind then says, all right, I'm a problem solver. Who do I need to bring in on this problem to help me solve this problem? Because that's what we do. That's what leaders do. We collectively work towards solving problems. That's what we do. And that's this next step is seeking support from others, from people we can learn from, from mentors, right? Because persistent individuals understand the value of seeking guidance. From who? From others who have achieved the similar goals that we desire. You know, we need to actively seek out mentors, coaches, those who can provide us with this high value of insight, advice, and support where along our journey, we need guides. And if we're not searching for guides, we may have a problem with persistence because those guides will help to overcome the obstacles, to help move roadblocks. Help us along our path. And I've had so many great mentors over the years. It's been phenomenal. Even today, I messaged someone who I consider a mentor in my own life and just thank that individual for being a part of my life. Because sometimes we face adversity. I have been facing adversity a lot lately within many means. No matter how much you have, there's always going to be something that is adverse, a relationship situation. I have adversity in a relationship right now. And I did my best to try to reach out and mend it, but I don't know what's going to happen. I've got to keep pressing on. I can't live in a state of misery. I must live in a state of mastery. I can't live in a state of burnout. I must live in a state of engagement. You must too. That's the only way. At the same time, it's important. We have to embrace feedback. We have to self-reflect. What could I do better? I am open. I love feedback. Please give me feedback. Constructive criticism, I love it. It helps me to improve my performance on the show. Hey, if you've got constructive criticism for me, please go to greatsummit.com and you can type it in and share. I love that. Send an email to podcast at greatsummit.com. Give us feedback. Give me feedback. Give me a review. Helps me to engage in self-reflection. I want to identify areas that I can grow as a leader. I want to make adjustments accordingly. We must walk in the maturity that's necessary for that friend. And then all of those victories along the way, even the ones we stumble at, get back up. Recognize that each step forward is positive reinforcement. Maintain the drive. Maintain that positive mindset. Be persistent in a way you adopt that attitude of positivity. There's a lot of things we can't control. A lot of things we can't control in life. But one thing we can control is our attitude. We have control. You have complete control over your attitude. So what is your attitude? I want to have a positive attitude toward my goals, toward my loved ones. I want to believe in my ability and others' ability to achieve them. That positive energy, that love, spread love. Cultivate optimism. And optimism is strong, not pessimism. Optimism, what can be. 
belief in others, even during challenging times, by consistently practicing these behaviors. I'm going to tell you right now, you'll become a more persistent person and you will increase your effectiveness. You will overcome obstacles. You will stay motivated. You will stay disciplined. And ultimately, you will achieve your desired outcomes. Well, my friend, thank you for joining me on this episode of A Call to Leadership. If you've been listening, you've probably heard me talk about our accounting and advisory business. And this show was actually born out of that business, those relationships. I found that entrepreneurs and professionals were missing aspects of their leadership that fed into their bottom line and helped their businesses be successful. So I'm so thankful that I've had all those years in that area to feed into this. And the truth is that so many people still need accounting and advisory help and they don't know where to go. If you're in that place where you feel, oh my goodness, my tax person or my accountant, I can't find them, or maybe the service wasn't up to my expectations, do not despair. I'll leave how you can find us in the show notes, and one of my team members can do some discovery and help you along your journey. You're not alone, my friend. You always have help. I'm Dr. Nate Sala. Can't wait to see you on the next show of A Call to Leadership.